Hey guys, welcome to the special edition of the Rooted Podcast, where we are going to try to lovingly communicate the truths of the gospel to teenagers. So today's podcast is part of a four-part series where two longtime youth ministers and friends who have a great deal of trust and respect for one another have a conversation about sex and attempt to answer some tricky questions. So like I said, this is a four-part series. Each episode is about 10 minutes long, and I'd recommend you listening to them in order because they sort of build on one another. The voices that you'll hear are Cameron Cole, who has been a youth pastor in Birmingham, Alabama for 13 years. He's married and has four children. And Liz Edrington, who is a youth minister and counselor in Chattanooga, Tennessee, where she and her golden retriever, Bo Diddley, live. So I hope these episodes are helpful. For more information about Rooted, please visit us at www.rootedministry.com. Welcome to the Rooted Podcast, and uh, my name is Cameron Cole, and I'm sitting Liz next to me, yeah, and we're sitting together, and so here we are. It's time to get awkward, get excited. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> no, this is um, this is a, a podcast for teenagers. And it's about it's about sex, and um, you know we know that this is a topic that a lot of people get nervous about, or people feel uncomfortable with, or get awkward with. And if that's how you feel, that's totally fine. Like we all we all felt that we've all been there. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and so, but what we did want to do is we wanted to, we do, this topic is really important, mm-hmm. and so we wanted to um, produce um, kind of like a, a podcast or sex education curriculum. Um, where you can learn about God's design for sex and what God's intention is for that and, and learn about God's grace in it. And uh, and so the, and so that you can just listen to it on your phone and you can do that, you know, in uh, privacy of your room or wherever if you want to. And uh, and so something that's awkward, we, but really important, we just wanted to offer a uh, an opportunity to learn about it in a way that you feel as comfortable as possible. Mm-hmm. So, so just before we kind of get into this first episode, um, Liz, why don't we just start off talking about, you know, why is it really important for, uh, for teenagers and for everybody to have an understanding of how God's designed for sex and what the word of God has to say about sex? Yeah, it's, it's so important because we're surrounded by so many different messages of, of what sex is and what it's not. And we live in a culture that's incredibly over-sexualized. You can't go on Instagram without getting a friend request from someone you don't even know who's soliciting sex or turn on the TV and see an advertisement that doesn't have something very sexual. So we want to bring light to how sex is good, what it's made for, where it fits in life, and why we would um, think about it in a Christian context. Yeah. And, you know, sex is something that's, it's, it's really powerful. And so in that way, Mm -hmm. like enjoyed in the right way, it can be a really uh, powerful thing, powerful expression of love within, um, within a marriage relationship. And because it's so powerful, um, it can also be dangerous that, you know, people uh, can make decisions and do things in the area of sexuality that can really, really, you know, harm themselves or, um, you know, really kind of break up relationships. So it's, it's just, it's really, really important. And, um, and so that's why, you know, it's, it's, it's why we really care about you uh, knowing the truth, um, about God's design for sex and, and, uh, what the word of God has to say about it. Yeah. So, yeah. And when we start, I think the the best starting point is straight in Genesis where it talks about how God made man and women, 
um, in his image and it's good. That He made nakedness in the garden good. Intimacy is good. We start with this word over and over that God says that we are designed to be known deeply, to know and be known, especially with him. That's communion and that that is a good, good thing. So we start with the fact that God loves sex. Sex is good. It's meant to be. It's not dirty. It's not bad. It's actually really good. And God gives us structures to understand how that looks. And actually, he starts by saying, hey, the fact that I made you a man and I made you a woman reflects me in a really important way. So you are different and that's good. It's good that you're different. You actually come together and unite in your differences. And um, in a world where we hear a lot about gender and deciding what gender you are, um, it can be really confusing. So we want to take God at his word when he intentionally creates man and woman to be united. And that gets complicated with sin, with the fall. But we start with that, that it's good and that you are made with deep value and dignity at the very beginning that no one can take away. No matter what happens to you, no matter what you do, you are made with so much dignity and worth and value that's connected to God. That means it's solid. It's on steady ground. Again, nothing can shake it. Yeah. And so in this first episode, one of the primary things we want to focus on is just helping you understand, you know, why, why God made it and how it, how it functions in the big picture. And the first thing I would say is that, you you know, you have a desire, a deep, deep desire, a God given desire for connection. Like you, as you said, Liz, like the, we are made to have close friendships. We're made to have close relationships with our family. Um, We're meant to be close to God. Like Jesus dies for our sins to bring us into relationship with God. And so when you look at the Bible, the, the, the primary paradigm for which God talks about, the Bible talks about God is the Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. There mm-hmm. are three persons, but there are three persons who are one. There, there's so much intimacy between those three persons that they really are one God. And so we also see that when the Bible uh in the New Testament in particular, it talks about our relationship with God. The primary uh, concept or idea that it talks about is what you call union with Christ. And that's where you have, you know, a person when they come into relationship with God, when they ask, um, ask for God's forgiveness through Christ and, and they enter into that relationship, they become one with Christ. And so what that tells us, seeing that God is a there's three people who are one and that the nature of our relationship to, to God is when our sins are forgiven, we become one with God through Christ, is that the very fabric of how we're made is for intimacy, for mm-hmm. close, close, close relationship, a deep, deep sense of, of fellowship. And so our desire for that is totally in line with how God made us. Yeah. In fact, knowing and being known, that theme all throughout Scripture, the depth with which Scripture talks about it is Similar to sexual knowing, they actually use the word know in a way that's the same as sex sometimes. Like, God, you're meant to know and be known so deeply by God that sex is a primary metaphor for that. It's an example, a picture, a reality that displays that. So that deep desire to be known fully, unashamed um, in all of your glory and all of your um, difficult places, that's so good. You're made for that. Yeah, and the, the, I think the main point I would probably want to get across in, in this um, in this you know ten minute podcast is that um, your uh, you have a deep desire for intimacy, and sex is one one of many different avenues that God has created 
to help you find intimacy. And I might even add sexual expression. We're not just talking about sex itself, one act, Mm -hmm. but sexual and intimate engagement with another person. That is a part of sex. And Mm -hmm. that form of knowing one another is deeply intimate. And that's kind of what we're saying that sexual knowing and whether or not it's sex itself or again, other sexual acts, those are just one way to have intimacy with somebody else. Absolutely. Cause and, and the reason I say that is when I was, you know, 15, 16 years old and I came to understand that the Bible says that, you, you know, you it is sinful to have sex before marriage. I was just, I was like, goodness gracious, you know, the statistics say I'm not going to get married before I'm like 25, 26 at the earliest. Uh, and, you know, when you're 15, 16, 17 years old and, and you're a guy, I'm going to speak from a guy perspective, like you are dying to have sex. And the idea of waiting another 10 years feels like torture. And so what I wish I had known was that really what I desired and my desire to have sex was I wanted intimacy. And there were there's God has created other opportunities for intimacy, like closeness with the Lord, closeness in friendships, closeness with my family, closeness through prayer, closeness with, through, with myself through journaling and understanding my story and understanding myself better. And that desire for intimacy could be, uh, could be, I don't want to say satisfied, but could be met and um, through you know through those other things, not just sex. And so, I think the world tells you that the only way you really are going to experience intimacy is through sex. And if you can't have sex, then you're, you know, there there's no alternative. And that, that's just a total lie. It's mm-hmm. a total lie. And um, and and I think one thing, especially someone who's married, I can tell you is that the intimacy that comes in like friendship with your wife or just like friendship with my guy friends is just as rich, if not richer than actually sex itself. So that, yeah, I would say pursue intimacy with the Lord and friendships and your family. And one day, perhaps, um, perhaps, you know, sex will be a way that you enjoy intimacy. You know, if, if one day the Lord calls you to get married. Yeah, and Cameron, my my dear brother here, um, who's had four kids and has been married for quite a while, has a bit of a different story in that I'm a 33-year-old single celibate woman. And I had a different experience as a teenager, too, where the assumptions I had were that I would be having sex coming out of high school or in high school, that it would be such a common part of my life because that's what all the shows and the movies told me, that this is normal. If you're not having sex, you're not normal. That's shameful. Does anyone really want you? And um that was not true for my story. I didn't end up engaging in sex then or now, but um, it was, it's amazing how culture can shame us into norms thinking, you know, if I'm not dating, if I'm not having sex, if I'm not kissing boys, I'm not normal. I'm not okay. Um, And I I would want to say that's not true. Those are not truths about your worth, your value, um, whether or not you're worth pursuing. And uh, it's a norm that's not talked about enough. that it's good that we're made to, to look toward this as something that might be a part of our lives. But when it's not, that life is still full. I love my life. I have a lot of joy and a lot of rich relationships and deep connection and fellowship in my life. Um, and yeah, I would want to make sure we say that. Mm. Yeah, well, I, um, that's, that's, uh, that's really most of what I have to say. Do you have any closing thoughts that you need know, to put a punctuation mark on it? Uh, I'd want to mention that sometimes uh, 
when things happen to us that are not in our control, like if, if sexual abuse is a part of your life, you need to know and hear um, that you are you are loved, that it is not the end of your story, and that no one can take your dignity or your worth away, um, that there's a lot of hope for you. I'm a counselor, so I work with a lot of people who've experienced that. And um, there's so much healness, healing and wholeness to be had in Jesus even in light of that. Um, so hear me when I say your worth and your dignity are in the Lord and they're from the beginning of time. They're not earned. No one can take it away. Yeah. Great. Well, that's episode one. So thanks for listening. Thanks for gutting it out. And <laughs> Good work. Yeah. We, we hope this was helpful for you. For more information on Gospel-Centered Youth Ministry, visit our website, www.rootedministry.com. Thank you to our friends at High Street Hymns for providing music for our podcast. Visit their website at www.highstreethymns.com.